Welcome to the CND podcast in association with activists. Activists are proud to have been manufacturing in the UK for over 175 years. Hello, I'm CND editor James Waldron. In this week's podcast, we'll discuss what it takes to be a practice pharmacist. Although roles as practice pharmacists have been in existence for some time, they were relatively few in number. But the government seems determined to change this. In April, NHS England pledged an additional £112 million to quadruple its existing practice pharmacist pilot, with the aim of ensuring that every GP practice in the country can benefit from the scheme. So what's it like to be a pharmacist in general practice, and how can you get involved? C&D Deputy Features Editor Beth Kennedy spoke to Antonio Monacello, Superintendent Pharmacist at Charing Practice in Kent, to find out. So thanks for joining me today, uh, Antonio. Um, so when did you first um, decide to become a practice pharmacist? Um, I, I first, it was around this time last year, actually. I mean, I, 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 was, I, I saw in the magazines and just from being in community pharmacy, that's the direction that the government was moving, was integrate, integrating pharmacy into primary care. So I decided to take the step, and it's, it's where I always wanted to practice. Um, while I was at university anyway, I mean, I met a few primary care pharmacists that were members of the old PCTs, um, and that sort of influenced me on the way. So, and what challenges uh, did you face going into the role? So, well, it was, the main challenge was a step into the unknown. I mean, I've been in community pharmacy for seven years, and I've been a pharmacist actually for free. Uh, so that was obviously a, that was a bit of a shock to the system. But once you start working in the role, you find actually that the two aren't that dissimilar. Uh, you probably... I, so you definitely use your clinical knowledge more. You need your source of contact with the doctors and any drug queries they've got. So if that sort of, if you're a community pharmacist and that's worn away over the years since university and pre-reg, then it's definitely worth you know, refreshing yourself. Okay, and does it make it easy? Because I know that a lot of pharmacists will spend a long time on hold on the phone to the GP when they've got your medication queries and things like that. So it, does it make that um, communication a lot easier? Yes. Because um, reception can put them straight through to me, and obviously, I understand how it. I understand the frustrations from a community pharmacy side of view because that's where I used to work. So I can work to resolve that most efficiently for them and for the patient, and obviously with the, the quickest outcome. And once I'm a prescriber, I'll be able to issue the prescriptions myself and send them straight over, rather than have to send them to the doctor first for signing. Yeah. So it makes the journey a lot, a lot more seamless. And has it kind of improved your understanding of how general practice work? Because I know that there's historically been maybe a little bit of animosity between GPs and pharmacists in that relationship. So has it kind of opened your eyes to maybe um, how pharmacists and GPs can work together a bit, be- a bit better? Yes, most definitely. It's definitely broken down that barrier that I used to have that used to exist between GPs and pharmacists. Um, you, you actually realise that both both parties just don't particularly understand each other's role and when they do the two come together really well and what opportunities do you think um you've had as a result of going into practice pharmacy well it's a new role it's um it's allowed me to specialize but start my training as an independent prescriber update my clinical knowledge and obviously it's given me insight as well into how ccg ccgs work in their mm-hmm. drugs budget because we work i work quite closely with the local ccg to manage a practice budget and sort of look at new guidelines as they come out and you know, convert patients over to new drugs and things like that Okay, and is it um, a role that you think you'll stay in? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely for the medium to long term. But in the future, I'd like to obviously move, perhaps move up to a more strategic role okay. in the higher up in the NHS, or, or become a partner, perhaps in in the surgery. Or, but yeah, it's something I'm, I'm very satisfied for the time being. Something I'll definitely be in for long term. Okay, okay. And was it something you recommend to other pharmacists? Uh, yeah, I would. I mean, for those that are sort of frustrated in their role in community pharmacy, I feel like they can't 
expand any further. Um, yeah, it provides a lot of new opportunities. It's a very interesting job, very very rewarding, especially when you become a prescriber and you can start running clinics alongside GPs to support them in their workload. Um, and you have a direct impact on patient outcomes. And eventually the remuneration is just as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. So it's... Um, it is very quite it's very satisfying and you don't have necessarily have the commercial pressure that you have in community pharma, community pharmacy. There is pressure there. That obviously that comes from the NHS's budget being stretched, but it's not not the same. Okay, so it's quite good maybe if you're um if you enjoy more the clinical side of pharmacy rather than the business side, for example. Um yeah, but you can you can enjoy both from it because GP surgeries are still essentially businesses, um okay. so they need to manage their drug budgets, they need to manage their staffing costs and things. So okay. having that Enjoyment for business as well is definitely, is definitely a plus. Okay. Are there any other qualities do you think you need to be um, a GP pharmacist? Um, I suggest, I mean, I think it's, you need to have good negotiating skills because sometimes, you know, you can't always give patients what they want and you mm-hmm. can't give the doctors what you want and you need to be able to sympathise with them and sort of you know, negotiate an outcome that suits, suits everybody. It is challenging. I, I mean, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not so much the time sort of the balancing the time I'd say it was more going leaving obviously leaving studying behind for three or four years and stepping back into it you know getting back into the habit of doing essays case studies but you do get 20 days protected time so you get plenty of time to sort of do the studying and like anything you just have to do it on your days off or in the evenings okay and you mentioned that you're you know trying to do things like um your own clinics and things like that are there any other opportunities that you think having the qualification will allow you to grasp well, I mean, obviously you can expand, if you ever want to do some some local work, you can work in any departments, you can run other clinics as a consultant for other, for other GP surgeries, um, you can start to run, as your competence grows, you can start to run further clinics and you can do private work in things like collagen and um, Botox, so the door, sort of the opportunities are endless really, once you're a prescriber you can prescribe anything within your competence, so if you keep developing that competence you can expand your role massively. Okay, and and you said that it, it's something that was actively encouraged by um, the GPs at your practice, and have they been quite supportive all the way through your studying for the qualification? Yeah, very, I mean my, my, um, my medical sort of, my medical lead is always there to talk to, he's helping me arrange sort of the work experience placements you need for the um, diploma. Okay. Uh, and, and all the other doctors are sort of happy for me to shadow them and okay. help with it, yeah see what they're doing because it's going to, again it's going to help it's going to benefit them as well as myself is it something you ever talk about with patients you know sort of saying you know i'm i'm studying for this and this is how i'll be able to help you yeah a few of them ask because they're i mean they're already used to it because the previous pharmacist was a prescriber so but they i mean a lot of them think it's a, a very good idea particularly you know with the, the news focusing on sort of the, the doctor strikes at the moment you know workforce shortages in the nhs it's something that they're quite keen to they're quite keen on because they obviously that means that they're going to have access to a healthcare professional when they need it. Just being a good, just being a good pharmacist, but being passionate about your job and enjoying actually enjoying what you do as well. Okay. And has it given you more enjoyment with what you're doing now? Well, I mean, I do. I I did thoroughly enjoy community pharmacy, but I did know this is ultimately where I wanted to be. So it's probably I'd, I'd say yes in some respects, not in all, but in some respects, yes, it is. And do you have any tips of uh, how to actually get into the role? The people are sort of thinking about um, picking it up, but aren't really sure where to start when looking for the roles. Uh, I would say just apply and apply and apply. Eventually, something will, you know, 
will come up because this is a new role and it's expanding. There's, most applicants don't have any experience. I certainly didn't in, mm. in primary care. Uh, yeah, so it's open to absolutely everybody. I mean, there's a few pro primary care pharmacists from the, the PCT days and things. Obviously, will be first in line for the role. But you know, with an extra, I think it's one thousand five hundred. The government announced mm. the vast majority of them are going to be pharmacists without any experience in primary care. So. Uh, did you, do you think you demonstrated anything in particular when you were looking for the roles that, that they were looking for maybe that people should maybe think about when they're applying for roles? Um, positivity and passion. Okay, okay. So just basically, as you said before, all the things that you need to be a really good pharmacist anyway. Yeah, and just a really good, I mean, the same qualities you'd have for any job, job okay. interview, you okay. know. And you've mentioned um, that you're training to be an independent prescriber. Um, why did you decide to do that? Well, I mean, the GPs themselves actively encouraged it because the previous pharmacist they had in the surgery was a prescriber. Uh, you know, he can help with their triage calls in the morning to help mm -hmm. filter out any queries, that, any phone calls for the doctors that are drug-related. Um, he used to run sort of certain clinics, and that's what I'm trying to do. That's all sort of you know, the roles that... It's, it's a workload shift from the GP to us, the distribution, distribution of the workload. It eases up there, um, it eases up there side of things but it also makes my job easier as well okay okay and is it quite difficult balancing studying for that alongside a full-time job in the pharmacy uh, it, it is challenging with no cap on student numbers and more and more pharmacists coming onto the market out of pharmacy schools it may be as good a time as any to look into becoming a practice pharmacist with the support of the government behind you and the support of gps there's no telling how the role could develop in the future